podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of our post-conference presser. So, a bit of a different one. Almost, I know I said that on the, the last episode after the uh, the New Year's debacle and the, the conference being straight after Leicester, but a bit of a different one this time because it's an FA Cup-related one for our post-conference presser. So, my name's Dave Davis. I am broadcasting to you not from rural Ireland, but from Edinburgh, where it's a nice, lovely, sunny day. It's not warm, though. I will not lie about that for one second. And I am pleased to be joined by the podfather himself, Mr. Gags Tandon. Gags, how are we? How you doing, Dave? Not too bad, man. Nice to be on your show. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah, first time guest, but... That does not mean, guys, we will be taking it easy on you for That's one single... That's not my first single... rodeo on this Indeed. show, believe me. <laughs> Indeed, not for one single second. So it'll be the usual, ladies, gents. We'll run through the, the press conference, quite a few bits, some interesting thoughts there. We'll talk about any clues from the Brentford game. We have, unfortunately, got to talk about Brentford. We'll talk about Wolves, and then we'll get to the formation and predicted lineup for this FA Cup game. And then Gags Tandon will play beat the host and see how he does later on. So, Gags, without further ado, let's get right into it. It was a, it was an interesting press conference. My words here, but I almost felt it was a bit tetchy at times from the manager. Do you agree with that or would you say he was... He warmed up towards the end. Yeah. I think he was started off with his back against the wall, coming out fighting for sure. I think the start it's a loss, man, you know, it's the first one after a it's the first one after a loss. He was probably expecting a few more questions rather than uh what he got, which I think yeah, you know, it wasn't as there weren't as strong questions really for him about the loss. But it was it was alright. I think you could tell he was a he's not happy at the moment with, with how they're playing. Yeah. But, um you know, how a lot of that sound to him anyway, surely. Um, you know, so, yeah, if anyone this season, it's not just the players that need to improve. I think, I think the whole coaching staff need to improve as well. At the end of the day, we, we're not doing things right. They're, they're not getting coached right. So, yeah, I think, um, I think he's got a right to be, to be upset. I think the teams, after you've hit the highs of last season, which were highs, let's, let's be honest, point off the league and in the final of the Champions League and winning everything yeah. else, that's a major high. And I know people keep arguing in Discord about it not being a. <laughs> I think you know if you if you went to the games, you'll agree it was one of the best seasons ever, and yeah. um, you know just attending all those big 
big games, big matches as a fan, there's no other, there's no other bigger dream to have a season like that. And then to be in the last week of the season, dreaming about winning everything is, I don't think there's ever been anyone that's been that close to doing it. So, you know, I think there was a lot of positives. I think people forget it, revise history a little bit, and then they only look at trophies. Fair enough. That's how you want to play it. But, um, yeah, my, my view is a little bit different to everybody else. And I think he's come down hard this year. They, um, you know, they didn't make that many signings, obviously, in the summer. Yeah. They got, they, they lost a big boy as well. So it was going to be a one of, it's going to, it was going to be one, but, but, but yeah, and nobody predicted, nobody predicted this. I don't care what anyone says. They, they expected it to be, not, you know, worse than it was, but a drop off from everyone, dude. Is, yeah, is impo- impossible to predict, right? Impossible to predict. Indeed. Um, listen, I, I wouldn't disagree with anything there. So let's get into it and the specific things that that came out from that press conference. So a, a sad one to start with, but it's right. It's right to to mention this. Janduka Viali gag. So unfortunately, passed away. Um, Klopp was asked about him, so he didn't know him personally, but could clearly see from the reaction he's an outstanding footballer well-loved and commiserations to the family. I suppose for you personally, any memories around Viali or from his Yeah, time you know, growing up, that was one of the top players in Italy and um, my age group. We watched a lot of Channel 4, you know. Um, a lot of Italian football was on TV and Viali was one of the big boys at the end of the day and, um, you know, always, always look, look back fondly. Obviously, he went to Chelsea didn't he in the end, so that was a bit yeah. shite. But still, at the end, of it, I think Chelsea were just coming up at that point. He was part of the the thing that turned them around. The original, you know, the original when when they got sold, I think, or at least just before that. Um, yeah. So anyway, he he was um, he, growing up. Yeah, was a was a brilliant player. It's really really sad what's happened. He's really young as well, fifty eight only. And um, mm. I watched um, Sunes's tribute to him. Uh, earlier on, just a couple of minutes, um, I think he put a video on Twitter, or yeah. at least Sky putting it on Twitter, and it was really touching because he knew him, and he just said how much of a wonderful human being he was, and he goes, "I'm not going to talk about the footballer because everybody else is going to say that. I'm just going to tell you how much of a really, really nice guy he was, and we lost one of the good ones. So that's always sad, right? When um, yeah, the good ones go young. So but, um, what a what a what a sad thing and bit of my childhood gone there. I, I always feel sad when, you know, someone goes, but especially when you're it's someone you, you enjoyed watching on TV or makes you remember some of your childhood. And uh, Viali, as a name, I remember running around, you know, a, a, a playground in schools, scoring a goal because I was a goal hanger and um, literally just screaming, celebrating, going, Viali! And just running around, you know, because when you're a little kid at 10, 11, you just take the name after you scored or when you're scoring and, and then do the celebration or whatever, just run around like a maniac. And um, he was definitely one of the names that would come to my, you know, come to me. And uh, and I would scream out when I'm scoring goals in the playground as a kid. So sad, very, very sad. Yeah, indeed. Echo all of that. A definite part of our childhood, if you were a certain age, no doubt at all. Um, with Klopp talking about, he, he was asked specifically about our approach after the Brentford game. Mm. So the the response around that game doesn't change our thinking. You mentioned that we've had the benefit of playing Monday and then Saturday. So 
inference to a, a bit of a gap there. So when asked specifically about the lineup, we used three key words that I've pulled out here. Good, experienced and strong were the words that he used, Gags. And I suppose a, maybe a simple question, but not the easiest straightforward to answer. Do you believe that or are you thinking it's rotation time here? Well, he's just lost VVD. So uh, I've got a feeling Gomez and Nat might be starting. <laughs> so, I mean, I suppose they were, I mean, Gomez, Gomez has kind of played quite a few games, so it's still strongish. Yeah. I don't think, you know, that's, uh, that's not a bad centre back pairing, I suppose, for Wolves. But, um, I don't know if Wolves are going to go super strong because they've only just played yeah, on Wednesday right. themselves. So, I mean, Gakpo's going to play, I think. Um, you know, I think he's going to rest a few certain players that haven't had minutes, but, you know, the car values will be in there, things like that. So, Still be it'll still be first team players, but I think you know maybe Doak will get a go. Uh, I I I don't know whether to believe him or, or not. But to be fair, if he did go with a strong team in the FA Cup, because it's a weak gap, isn't it, to the next game? Yeah, I think then you wouldn't you wouldn't blame him. I think the the only thing I would do is make sure Thiago's rested because um because he's played so much and just give him that mm. break. But you know Hendo coming in things like that, I don't see a problem with Hendo playing and, you know, maybe Curtis Jones next to him because he's just come back. So it's still going to be pretty strong, right? For, you know, I mean, obviously it's not the first first team, but that's first team squad. Yeah. So, you know, Hendo in there as a six with a couple of runners with him. Uh, it won't be too bad, you know, especially Curtis and another. So um, Gak- Gakpo on the left, Doak on the right. You, you, can he stick up front? I don't know. But that's the only problem. <laughs> Unless it goes Nunes uh, and wants him to bag some goals. But five subs still there. Dave, so I think um, you know he can play with the, m- the numbers and the minutes, and he's probably not going to be too bothered about going out of his cup. If I'm honest, I mean it'd be horrible to lose two games in, on the trot at the start. Yeah, but um, and he does. He is very proud, Klopp. So I don't think he'll want to lose. But you know, Keller's coming in. Um, Ramsey will be in. Simicast will probably start again. Are you that person who has everything? the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Um, so that's your back four, right? Yeah. Straight away with Kelleher. And then you've got the, um, the midfield, two of them already picked. I think Milner's still injured, right? I don't know who else would come in. Who's, yeah. who's left? Who's the options left? Cater. Cater hasn't been training, but could he be ready for tomorrow? And he's just yeah. doing individual stuff. I don't know. We'll have to discuss him in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And who knows? I think, like you said, it's strong in inverted commas because if it's not first eleven, like you said, guy, because it doesn't mean Carroll from the canteen is getting a run out in midfield. That's not mm. the way it works. But mm. in strong in inverted commas, we'll call it that. So I will yeah, ask you to. You, you, you protect your Tiagas and your Moes, right? Yeah. For sure. Things like 100%. that. 
100%. And we will, don't worry, press you fully on your lineup. So we've okay. got that to come later. Um, it had a Dutch feel, the press conference. And I say that because the two specific players that were asked about the most were VVD, for obvious reasons. Cody, probably obvious reasons, Cody Gakpo there. And there was a Dutch reporter who specifically wanted to talk about Gakpo. It's a very Dutch feel to the press conference. So we'll talk about the VVD parts, first of all, because naturally there was questions about the injury. We've got to talk about this. I thought Klopp's comments around this, that he didn't feel it and I took him off. He was then asked about, you know, is it wear and tear, you know, the amount of games, that that type of thing. Bit of a, if I'm being honest, guys, wishy-washy answer about, well, maybe it's one sprint too many, but did finish it with, I've nothing more to say on that because he's been down that road. Yeah, been down that road before, maybe. Because uh, first thing I'm going to say about the Dutch fuel is I am very, very surprised that Pep Linders is not doing this press conference. Yeah. my My first thought was, well, that's someone being protected because... I know these guys are on Twitter uh, and they are watching and seeing things play out. Yeah. And I think Klopp has tried to project, protect Pep there from a few more quotes of his going out. And obviously he's already got the intensity book and then we are completely lacking intensity this year. So, um, you know, I think, I think he's, I think Klopp needs to protect Pep here a little bit because it, you know, things are getting going against him at this moment mm. in time, whether, whether rightly or wrongly, who knows the, you know, who knows what, 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 what it, what the truth is, what's going on. But at the end of the day, as a manager, he needs to do the right thing for the people that work for him and he needs to, he needs to protect them. So first thing, the Dutch feel could have been even more Dutch, but it wasn't. Yeah. So VVD, um, this is weird because he said, uh, post match the other day that VVDs was not a tactical change. The other two. Yeah. And now he's saying that he didn't feel it, but I took him off. Now he said he felt something on, on Monday after the game. So I'm just really, really, and also to be honest, it's not, um, that he's, that he's actually out for so long. Mm. afterwards points to me that he did feel something and i think this might be just some english issues here you know from Klopp and, and not being able to express himself properly so you know i think he definitely felt something because this was the big de- debate in in our discord server yeah that two were tactical one wasn't and that means you know he did it he didn't he wanted to protect uh, VVD, but he was happy to throw the other two under the bus. And I, I'm like, no, he wouldn't. He would throw them all under the bus if they were all tactical. You know, I mean, cause he's, why, why does he, he doesn't fear anyone. He doesn't fear anything. And if you were going to give someone else preferential treatment, then yep. literally that's not good management. That's literally the opposite of what Klopp is. Klopp knows people management. Klopp knows how to manage a squad and how to treat people. Like, you know, if he's going to be, shit on someone. He's just going to tell you he's being shit on someone. He's literally shows you that he's mm. going to be shit to them. Do you get what I mean? It's not like yeah. he's hiding. He's he's right there in your face. If he's not going to pick Nabby, he's not picking Nabby. Simple as that. You know? Full stop. So it, it it's not like um he needs to dilly-dally around the players or, or protect them. VVD definitely felt something first half and came off because no chance would he be out for, 
you know, six to eight weeks is what the yeah. what people are saying. If there wasn't something felt at that point, I think this is just him not being able to um, express himself because he didn't really want to talk about it. I, I think he, he hates talking injuries because yeah. it's been the bane of his life for two years. Because remember, 2021 was a bitch. Start of last season was a bitch until we got to halfway. And then we, we got this software in, which kind of did something. I don't know whether it's true or not, but we got, we didn't get many injuries towards the end of the year, like, you know, the second half of the right. season. We yeah. start this season and we're fucked again. And it's like now three in a row where we're plagued with injuries. I'm not surprised he doesn't want to talk about it. But yes. having said that, we are going to, you know, even though VVD's not been himself, we're still going to miss him. We're still going to miss him. 100%. Yeah, indeed. And as you said, there's talks of six to eight weeks, isn't there? He was quoted as more than a month in this. So, yeah, he's going to say, to be fair, yeah, it will, hoping and praying. Let's, let's keep that in mind. I suspect a lot of people have got their eyes on that 21st of February in that Real Madrid first leg, but let's wait and see on that. That is the future. Trying to, trying to lift the mood a bit, I suppose, and talk about Gapo. So asked about Cody. Did, did enjoy, brought me a bit of a lift there, I've got to be honest. He's a joy to watch. He's enjoyed the, the two days of training that he's had. When he was pressed a bit further on as well, they, they came back to Gapo in the conference, talked about his shooting, dribbling abilities, and they've watched a lot, a lot of Cody Gapo, interestingly, and this is the first moment, naturally, that he can play. You've said that you think he'll start. What impact do you expect him to have Gag? So I just want to set that against the context of, I've just got this little suspicion a lot of him are just expecting to be Luis Diaz. Do you know what I mean? The exact same impact and that expectation's there. Is that fair? What should we be expecting of Cody? No, you go in with, with low expectations, but, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be decent. You know, it's going to be quality. I think we're going to see a big difference in the side on the left. When he, when he plays, he's, I mean, all the things Klopp said, um, in tight spaces, all things like that, that's really, yeah. good. that's what we want to see. That's what we need. And uh, we need someone who's going to be able to take a couple of players out if he can dribble, especially. One thing we're lacking is someone able to dribble at a team and just take two, three players out and make space for the likes of a Nunes. That's yeah. what Nunes is missing right now. Like, I, I can't wait to see Gapo play with him. And I can't, I mean, remember when Diaz played? And he's a totally different player, but Diaz played at Arsenal with Nunes and uh, Mo. Yeah. Absolutely obliterated that Arsenal defence. That's supposed to be awesome. Right? They were, they just had no, we should have scored way more before Diaz went off. True. And uh, maybe we should have conceded more as well, to be fair. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 but that's just the way we've been. But we, we looked really good with someone who can run and, and has, um, you know, good prowess up front, up top, uh, and, and can get at players and makes good movement. And I think with Gapko, he's actually going to be a little bit different in terms of he can pick the ball up, run with it, hold it. We give the ball away too easily up top as well. No one's holding it. No one's doing much with it. If he can hold and pick it up and, and allow people to come into the game more, then you know what? Might, we might see, we might see a lot more benefits in different ways than Luis Diaz in the team. Right. And also he's got a really good free kick in terms of creativity wise. So seeing something different from Robbo, Van, rather than Robbo and Trent. And Timikas is actually going to be good for us as well, you know, something different. And um, and 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 if he's putting those balls on on players' heads, then fantastic, you know. I I I do have expectations, but it's the first game, not over. I don't have expectations in game one. I have expectations over, say, the, the first year that we yeah. look back and go, yeah, he's great. And I think that's how people should do it. And also, 
price-wise, there's way more expectation on, on Darwin. You know, like people... 100%. Um, but if, I don't think Cody's going to get anywhere near the attention that Darwin gets because of the, it's the price tag rules uh, football at the, end, at the end of the day. Price tag price tags rule football banter. Yeah, true. Absolutely. And I'd agree with all of that. And what, what I'm also excited to say, how many players do we have that and, and this is important, I'd say, with Gappo, because when you see his highlights, it can easily look like long-range specials, you know, ones that hit the top corner. And you can't, there's that aspect where people argue, well, anyone can do that on their day. You know, it's the, it's the tapping merchants that you want in the forward area. He regularly, regularly scores from his long-range shots. So if you can keep those numbers anywhere near what they are like right now, be brilliant. But exactly as you said. Yeah, Klopp said that, to, right? He's got yeah. a brilliant technique. And that's something that when I did the old school with Dave Hendrick, Dave was saying, uh, he, you know, he wasn't really keen on Gakpo first, but when he started watching the, um, his, his started scouting him more and more, he, he, on that part, he actually said himself, he goes, I can't believe the technique this lad has yeah. at shooting. Uh, he goes, that's what I'm most excited about. So, you know, that's that's really good to hear from the manager saying really pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, I think maybe we should be excited about uh, tomorrow. And if you can get a few shots off, you never know, mate. It could be. You did it at the World Cup. <laughs> fingers crossed. And fingers crossed a bit of it rubs off on Darwin, maybe, for accuracy. But that's a different discussion. Pressure gets taken day, off, dude. You don't realise when Diaz came, the pressure came off. We started winning games. There was, you know, I don't know. It's, sometimes player comes in, pressure comes off other players. Yeah. And um, if he can help Mo and Nunes, maybe they just start to, you know, tap a few in, make a bit, make better, some better. Fin- let's let's be honest, we're not lacking chances, are we? No. Nah. Brentford, why we should have scored a few at Brentford as well, but we're not lacking the chances. It's we're not being able to finish right now. So maybe someone coming in and start finishing just brings the confidence up of everybody else as well. It does happen. It's football. True. Fingers crossed on that one. Now this. This one was interesting because you naturally know a part of every press conference who's back. So he said, Hendo's back from his concussion absence. No mention of Naby or Milner specifically. I know they weren't asked about specifically. And then later on, he said, Bobby is still out. Got to pick up a few players here, Gags, because there's, you know what this is like on Discord, Twitter, everywhere. There's speculation rife about a couple. So we'll split them here, Bobby. Now, we remember that interview that was published, you know, everywhere on Twitter. He was supposed to almost be back for the Brentford game, or we were led to believe, but just no signs in training. Are you suspicious at all around anything Bobby-related, or is that jumping to the Yeah, could he, be, could he be looking at, you know, this other offer that he's got, and Klopp doesn't want to bring him in until he's decided. I mean, at the end of the day, when your future's, um, you know, you, you're not sure where you're going. And if he's, I mean, isn't it for next year though, the, the offer for Bobby or? or yeah, that's the talk. Yeah, but so then why would that affect him now? You know? Indeed. Indeed. It just doesn't make any sense for him to ditch him for him because he's picking up, you know, uh, an offer, which he's allowed to do with the Bosman stuff. You know, you're allowed to, if you're going abroad, you can, you can accept an offer from another club and, and sign the contract. But so at the end of the day, I don't think, I think this one would be a legitimate injury. I really do. If he's I don't, unless, unless Dave, we're trying to make money and get him to go now and pick up like five, ten million. Because if it's a Saudi team, come on, man, they'd probably pay it. 
and go play, go, go play <laughs> yeah. with Ronaldo. But then I, I saw something on Twitter where Ronaldo can't play for his team anyway because that team needs to sell a, a, a foreign player. He can't actually Great. get, he can't be played. So why would that Saudi team want anyone right now? They can't even, they can't play anyone. So yeah, I think everything's pointing towards if you connect the dots, like people say I do in Discord. Connect the dots. It sounds like maybe Bobby's reaggravated something. Um, he's not the most robust player, um, like he used to be in the past. And uh, the last two three years, he has been breaking easy. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's um, if he's injured himself or re-injured himself again. Which, let's be honest, with the way current Liverpool's going, Diaz re-injured himself, Jota re-injured. Uh, players that are coming back just mm. not having much luck, are they? He'd fit in, wouldn't he? Put it that way, so to speak. <laughs> well, yeah, especially I'd with the forwards. Especially yeah, with the exactly. Forward. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not good. Listen, the other two, though, the other two. Uh, Milner, I think he was still injured, though, wasn't he? Or no? Yeah. Didn't, yeah, so Naby could just be doing his own, um, his own private recovery. 100%. And you might 100%. see him on the you might see him on the bench because there's no way he can overplay Naby right now. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. He's playing 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. That's fine. He's trying to build him back up. Maybe he plays 60 tomorrow. Maybe he does start. Who knows? Yeah. But I think with 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 Naby, he's the most likely to break out of anyone in the squad. So if he is taking, and if they are taking a better approach to him, he's not mentioned that he's injured. So right. the only thing you can think at this point is he was doing some individual stuff. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we? But it would be nice to see him start, to be honest, with Hendo and Curtis. That would be a that would be a decent lineup, I think, in midfield and a pretty strong one. And then start doing some subs at sixty minutes for for, for two of them at least for uh, Naby and Curtis for sure, because they've only just they're only just coming back. Mad, isn't it? And you you know nothing triggers Liverpool Twitter like Naby Keita not being in training photos. So like you said, let's just wait and see what happens on that one. And the final part I want to talk about, guys, this was an interesting one. It was the same journo. And I, personally, I felt it was a bit of a, a tetchy exchange with a few questions, a few responses. Mm. So it was about, it started with injured players this season and a lot around the midfield specifically. So Klopp jumped on that as thought almost it was leading towards, are we going to sign a midfielder? And the journo sort of jumped back said, no, no, that, that wasn't what we were going on at all. It was talking about, the, you know, is it the shape, anything we need to, to think about with the balance? And then Klopp jumps back with, you know, definitely 
defence starts up front and the balance might be a problem. So that was the first time I'd heard him admit that for a while. And then the journal follows up with to another area of the pitch, the pressing right at the top. So Klopp again answers a bit, bit generically, I'd say. We need to be compact. We need to time the press right. It's all fine. And it's a team thing. It was a bit, personal opinion, it was a bit sort of tetchy from Klopp. And like you said, no one's going to want to speak about it when things aren't going well. Do you see it that way or any differently at all? I see exactly the same. I, I honestly thought he didn't answer it very well. He jumped on him for no reason. And then when he cl- clarified, he was even caught off guard even more. It was like, oh, 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 because he was ready to yeah. talk about players and there's no problem with our midfield or whatever. But look, at the end of the day, this is, this is, uh, this is a big problem. I think, look, everybody knows midfield's a problem, but it's not the only problem. There's problems everywhere. Um, he is definitely right that it's a team thing as well. Yeah. So we'll pick up the midfield because we, we know that it needs the most, it's the most, it's the part of the, the team that needs the biggest upgrade. Yeah. So we know that. And we know that if it got an upgrade, things would automatically be a little bit better. Would it solve it completely? I don't think it will. Snap. Yeah. I don't think it will because I think there's something wrong with the attitude of the players or maybe their fitness or I don't know what it is, but it could be a multitude of things that I, how could I know? I'm not in with the squad. I don't, it's something we can only assume, right? But they're not playing. I mean, I suppose going forward, they're playing, but as a defensive unit, they're not working together at all. And in the past, you know, they would move together when they press. Um, and, and I think maybe then that does come to the midfield because it's not dynamic enough, but still the forwards, they're so far apart from each other. And that's probably going to be because Nunes is new. So yeah. you're adding that on top of the, the, the lack of dynamism in midfield. If Gakpo comes in, he's not known for his pre- pressing either. So what's going to happen? It's still going to be disjointed, right? You can get mm-hmm. new players in, but they may not help the situation because they don't, he likes to bed them in, but he can't bed them in now. He has no choice but to play the players that come in. If he buys, for example, just say he goes and buys a midfielder, that guy's going to need to come straight in because we've right. got so many injuries. So when that guy comes in, if he doesn't know what we want to do or how we want to play, I think I think the biggest thing that they need to work on is sorting out a different way of playing and stop being stubborn. Because the way they're playing right now, with that high line, with with you know trying to press whatever, there's so many holes, Dave, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what teams are doing now is, um, so one person will press, for example, and Elliot will go and press someone who Elliot is literally doing all the running, right? From when I when I collected the last game, which was the Leicester one. Elliot just literally ran like did did the whole pitch pressing people. <laughs> a little bit of exaggeration, but he was like pressing the most. And I think he he almost broke a record in terms of adjusted presses because he came off. So so totals. So but it's headless chicken stuff like Lalana. Right. You know, there's no cohesion with the team. So for example, if he presses somebody, all they have to do is tap it to the guy next to them and they just launch it and everyone's high up. And that's it anyone paces in behind it's just a yeah. really simple thing that people are doing now whereas in the olden days it would be elliot goes bobby goes next we're probably missing bobby a lot because of the press that he brings yeah. up top as well so what happens is you got to watch each other 
And I don't think that's happening enough. So if you're watching a player go, the guy behind you goes. So when Naby comes on, if you watch, okay, now I know Naby is injury prone. Naby has his faults. People hate Naby. Okay, get it. But if you watch when Naby Keita comes on, why the game's a little tighter is because whenever the ball or whenever the player in front of him goes towards a player, Naby covers the space in behind. So if anyone who picks the ball up after, he's on them immediately. That's one of the good things he brings, that he knows that next step. Fab isn't doing it much anymore, but Fab was the best at it, like the fucking best at it. But he's now just staying deep because I think there's, maybe he's been told, dude, you need to just stay back because we're getting caught so much. Yeah. But what it's doing is it means there's gaps everywhere and easy for the opposition to play through us. Do you get what I mean? And they're getting smarter. The opposition's getting better. Everyone's got money. People are getting better. The coaches are getting better. We're just getting played through. Or it's just route one. What, which way? How should we beat Liverpool over the top? Anyone, anyone who can pass a ball from midfield or deep. And if you've got a good runner, we're getting caught. We're getting right. caught. And, and then, you know, that's, 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 it's, it's just, and I suppose that's why he's pissed. Because he knows he's got all of these moving parts in terms of Klopp. That it's not just his midfield. He's got injury-prone players in there. He's got new players up top, um, or a new player up top. And he's got injuries up top now because a Jota would help, a Diaz would help. Do you get what I mean? These are yeah. these are hard-working players that really help you with your press. Or at least Jota did. I'm, I'm not sure we've got enough evidence on Diaz yet. But Jota definitely does. He's a fucking workhorse. And Bobby... So you're missing Bobby Jota. You've lost Mane. Mate, Mane became <laughs> yeah. an incredible pressing machine. So if people are saying to me they don't get it, you don't get it because you're not looking. <laughs> there's a there's a considerable change in the team. One, dynamism lost in midfield because they're all gone old and injury prone. Two, we've got a whole load of players injured that normally do the work from the top and we've lost one. And we replaced him with new things. He's not used to it yet. It's going to take a year to bed in. And then the defense. Well, Konate has not played all season. So True. I think things would have been better if, if Konate was, was, was starting with, with the Verge, you know. And Joe, Joe has not been good, mate. Nah. Joe has not, not been all. good. And I love Joe Gomez. I really do. And I wish the best for him because he's been struggling with injuries a lot and it's not fair on someone. But, yeah, he's he's not been very good, man. So there's loads of problems. Trent's not himself. He's not even got an assist yet. He's got he's got the second assist against Villa, but he's not got an assist yet. Robbo's got better, but it's mate. The only one who could say that I'm in in with a shout for Player of the Year is is and that's the whole league is Allison because he's fucking saving our ass all the time. Well, I'm not going to lie, Gags. Having asked you whether it was a tetchy exchange, I don't think you could depress me anymore with analysis of where we are right now. But at the same time, it is hard to argue with any of it. And But yeah, isn't it hard it, for him to say all this yeah, out? Explain indeed. it. That's what, what I'm trying to say is he's tetchy because there's so much wrong. Yeah, he, he so knows. And yeah, he, of course he, he does. He gives snippets away, exactly as you said, like the balance might be the problem. He knows it's more than that. Balance, personnel. There's many things on Jurgen Klopp's docket at the moment. And we'll, we'll keep this really short because obviously it's not been a happy time game-wise recently. If we look to Brentford for clues, we, we know about everyone's thoughts on performance and you've touched upon it a lot there. We normally ask guest gags, 
anyone played themselves in or out. Now, I know in context for this, it is FA Cup, so that's going to come into thinking. So we're just going to sort of pick a few people like we normally do. Simicass and Elliot, they were hauled off at half-time. Scapegoated or right thing, so to speak? No, that definitely was, was for the right reasons. I didn't think they were playing very well at all. Um, and I think Elliot, uh, you know, he's, he's so young. He's so unfair on him, to be honest. And um, I, th- I think actually, you know what? He might play against Wolves just to get some confidence back. That's a good shout, you know. Totally forgot about him. He came off at half time, so he's not played much this week. True. So, so that, 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 he might be in a chance. So the midfield might actually be pretty strong. But yeah, they, it was the right move. Elliot was all over the shop. Wasn't touching it well, was playing it straight to Brentford. Simicaz, I don't know where he was half the game, to be honest, in that, in that, well, it was half the game. The, the, the times where Verge was exposed as well, Simicaz was nowhere to be seen. So, you know, again, that's probably the same thing what happened to Robbo, what happens to Robbo when they're up the pitch. We, we give it away too easy. But yeah, that could be scapegoating maybe. You know, with Simi, but we we didn't really help him much or give him a chance. But yeah, I, I think he really, if you think about it, he wanted one of his generals on. I think someone said it in Discord the other day. Robbo coming on was one of my generals coming on, and there was a big yeah. difference immediately when Robbo comes on. One of your captains is on. Hendo's not playing. Verge is coming off. You know, where's that leadership going to come from on the pitch? No Milner True. there. You know, and I know people hate it when we talk about those some of those players as leaders, but they are for the squad, for the players. And Robert coming on obviously adds some of that. Trent's not behaving like a leader. Maybe he's he's a bit grumpy at the moment because he's not playing well. I don't know, but he's still very young. So well not very young. He's young. But um mm. with what he's won, Trent should really be, you know, leading now and, and, and getting over these type of things and, and pushing on. Uh but I can see he's had a he's had a rough year in terms of the World Cup and stuff like that. And um you know, whether he's going or not, they're not playing. It does knock your confidence, Dave, at the end of the day. True. So, yeah. you know, he needs to build himself back up. But, yeah, Simicas probably could not, maybe not scapegoat, but, you know, punished because of the way the team was playing and they're needing Robbo on. That's all it could be. You know, it might not be that it was really, really bad. But yeah. I thought Elliot was bad, though. Like, you know, I'm a big Harvey Elliot fan and I so. really want him to succeed. But I think Harvey maybe probably just didn't. Didn't I think he's played so much lately as well, and it putting him in this team right now is so unfair on him, so unfair on him. It's like expecting so fans have high expectations, yeah, and fans indeed. are going to be harsh on him. And for a kid to be playing in a team that's just not cohesive at all, you know, when he was playing at the start of last season, how good did he look when the team was solid? Just before he got injured, he was looking True. great. You know, that's the same player. It's just because everyone's down and the confidence is down and it's going to be in everybody's head and he's probably not feeling great either. So he's going to make mistakes as a kid. So we, we really need to lay off Harvey Elliott. We call a spade a spade. He's not playing well. But everything else is off the table. Like, chill, chill, man. It happens. Yeah. So, look, I, I would be actually happy for Elliott to start tomorrow and get some of that. Have a game where it's it's there's not points on the flipping... Uh, at stake. We don't mind if we go out of this cup. Honestly, I, we don't need it. We re- we won it, I know, and we would love to win it again, but right now with the legs, I don't think we need, I, I think we could do with a January that's a bit easier, just Premier League, so we're ready for Real Madrid, if I'm honest. So, yeah. um, I, I would play him and try and get him 
getting back into form. But yeah, I, like I said, I think they were the right changes. Um, I think, you know, Kanate coming on as well. Mm-hmm. I thought he was solid all the way up until he got the push in the back. And now it was really soft that, that you know, him falling over. But, you know, the way you could see the way he was running, that maybe his foot got caught, you know, when he got that little nudge in the back. Yeah. And true. when you're, you've played football, I've played football. Sometimes any kind of a nudge, if you're a little bit off balance, you're going to go flying. Yeah. You're going to go flying. And I think everyone's like, fuck me. Why did you do that? If you've played the game, you know, sometimes if you're sprinting or if you're trying to, and, and Kanata was slowing down at the same time. And so he's in the middle of that motion. And if someone comes and puts an elbow or a bucket, you know, into your back, a forearm in your back, and you're at that position, you, you might be going down. So I don't know. It felt soft that he went down, but you know, he's not one of those players that dives Kanate. He's solid as a rock. And, um, you know, I could only, I could only be pretty positive in saying that, you know, he felt something he's, he's, you know, he was off balance and he went down and it cost us a goal. But apart from that, I thought he was fine. Obviously, he cost us a fucking goal. So yeah. we, would have, we would have lost anyway, Dave, 3-1. So, so, you know, it would, it, I don't think Kanate is going to be a problem and I don't think he is a problem. He should have probably scored a couple, uh, a header or so on a corner, but first game back. We gotta be. We can't be too harsh with these. A kid as well. Like we can't be too harsh with these players, you know. So Indeed. Just um, yeah. Just guys, just give give yourselves a break, please. One now, I suspect, and I could be wrong on this, but I think this is going to be a very short answer. Ox got a goal, which is a nice surprise for a change. Not that it meant too much, but that doesn't change anything with Gatko coming in. We're not going to see Ox get a run on the left-hand side at all. No, I, any th- time I soon. actually think Ox goes into midfield now. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I think I think Ox is going to actually get minutes because Ox has done a job for Klopp in the team in terms of got minutes and not got injured. Klopp will probably play him in midfield when he needs to on a, on a rotation game. That's the, I mean, okay. that's, that's the issue here. Um, so, for example, if Naby's injured tomorrow and can't start, I wouldn't be surprised if Ox is in midfield either. Midfield, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. A reward for sticking around. It'll be interesting to see. Okay, well, I, I mean, we... I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Don't quote me in that way. But I think what will happen is Klopp goes from, uh, sorry, Ox goes from a, a forward option because Gakpo's here mm. to a to a um, to a midfield. Although he could play right side for 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 for, for, for he could play right forward. Ox this time if Gakpo's on the left, so True. could and he could basically just run Ox into the ground because he doesn't care. He's like you're leaving anyway, so getting players back, I need to rest people to play another game. Do, do you know what I did want to ask, ask it as well? I was thinking that context because let's be honest, when Ginny ran his contract down, he played him every minute of every second yeah, he Klopp could basically. So yeah, Klopp doesn't think like that. Klopp. One thing I rate about him is that if he's got the player available, he will play. There were some rumours start of the season, was Naby injured or not? Seems like he was, you know. But there was so much shit going around that he wasn't injured. Like, you know, there was loads of little things yeah. coming from here and there that he wasn't injured and he was ostracised. So nobody knows what the truth is, but he's played since. So he's back now, unless they figured it out or it was really injuries. Who knows? Anyway, he's in his last six months now. He's getting minutes, you know. Ox is in his last six months. He's getting minutes. Firmino's in mm. his last six months. He's getting minutes. Uh, you know, there's plenty of evidence there to say 
Klopp plays them the whole way whilst they're available. Emre Jan was going, played True. as many minutes as possible. Lalana did as well. Obviously, Lalana was, you know, injured most of the time and, you know, didn't, wasn't, wasn't good enough to get into the team at that point. But I think he got a couple of minutes as he was going. So, do you get what I mean? I don't think Klopp, there's plenty of evidence to say if you're there, you're going to get played. If there's, if there's, time, if there's a chance to, for you to come in. Agreed. It even sounds like advice. If you want to get the first team, run your contract down because then you'll play loads in the last year. But yeah, I, I agree with all of that. So let's see what comes on Saturday. But we do like to talk about the opposition. So we have got to talk about Wolves specifically. An interesting team, your neck of the woods as well, Gag. So a 3-5-2, they're playing under Lopetegui, I think if I pronounced that right. They're 19th in the league, but the league's so bunched up. They're only one point from safety. I mean, it's crazy if you look at that table. You know, a win can take people flying up to mid-table area. Now, interestingly, they played the other night. Their next game after this is in the quarters of the Carabao Cup. So maybe they've got an eye towards that. We know they struggled for goals. Dear God, they've brought Diego Costa back, of all people, as we know. They nearly beat Villa the other night. Villa needed a, a late equaliser from Danny Ings, where I think the Wolves keeper just didn't seem to, to stand up for some reason. It looked like he slipped. The managers, let's say moaning, because we know Klopp's mentioned these things, but said that we've got an advantage in the sense that we've had that gap, as you mentioned, the Monday to the Saturday. And they said, well, hold on, we've played on Wednesday and now we're back in from Saturday. With that in mind, the league position, the Carabao, all that in context, Gags, not sort of naming their lineup, but how do you think they approach it? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Who have they got in the Carabao, do you know? Genuinely don't actually. I'm going to check actually. One minute, Wolves. Because that will be interesting to see because yeah, there's a cause... bit of a difference between City away and Norwich at home, shall we say, isn't there? Oh, so they've say. got Carabao. They've got Forest, mate. So that's a Ooh. really good chance of winning. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. So I do think that they may rest players because at the end of the day, right, getting, getting confidence grows in a, in a squad if you get to a semi, for example. That's something to really mm. be excited about and want to play for and want to play for your place in the team to then get into that. Especially when you're down at the bottom of the t- table and yeah. you, you need something to look forward to. And if you've got something and you get through that semi somehow, because, you know, Wolves have got some good players that they could probably beat you True. on the day if they, if they get their act together. 
but um you know so anything can happen in one-off games <clears throat> so yeah I, I i i mean i i to be honest do i know much about wolves even though i live here no i don't i, I won't claim to be any kind of an expert on them or their team i fucking hate them if i'm honest i hate <laughs> their fans if i'm honest uh, a few years back they were so fucking when they were doing decent, they thought they were going to take over the world and they were going to be the richest club and all this. I was like, dudes, man, look at them now. You know, I yeah. mean, Liverpool aren't exactly doing great now themselves, but still better than that shit show. And, um, yeah, they've all, I go to the gym now and they're all shut up. They don't say a word to me. So it's beautiful. Uh, they don't even, they don't even, uh, look me in the eye nowadays. <laughs> That's really <laughs> <laughs> so they just don't talk football. Uh, and to be honest, I don't want to talk football either. So, um, yeah, it's good. But yeah, from, from my point of view, if I was the manager, what would I do? I would focus on the Carabao next week, next Wednesday, especially as they played Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare for a small squad. That's a oh, nightmare yeah. for a team that's not in form. You know, I, I would be really surprised if he went strong. On Saturday, with with Forest coming up on Wednesday in the quarters, I would be I surprised. Yeah. I, I get that suspicion, and, and in a way, and I, I think as much as we don't necessarily need extra games, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they put out uh, their version of the second string, shall we say, and we get a few goals on the board. That would be quite sweet. But it would. Let's see. Let's see on that. Especially if Nunes starts and gets a hat trick or something in the first half, and yeah. then taking off, it's like wow. Okay. Brilliant. Although we probably want to save those for next week. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Let's let's not spend things too early, but I get what you mean totally. And this is an interesting question when we talk about the struggle for goals, let's not lie. Aside from maybe Robbo or Simicast needing a towel to maybe mop up baby oil, is there any threats we need to keep an eye on or just be mindful of the balls at all? I think, aren't they all injured? Like Neto and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, they played Diego Costa up front last game, that's all, as well. Well, if Nunes plays. Yes. <laughs> the guy that we want. Audition. So maybe he'd be, he'd want to come to Anfield and, yeah, exactly. Do you get what I mean? Maybe he'd come on and, and want to really, really make a show and say, I want to get out of this shit hole because I don't blame True. him. He wants to get out of Wolves, to be honest, where he lives as well. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, Otherwise, who, who really is it? Pedence, but will he play? You know, with, with, did Traore might play actually, because is he starting games at the moment for Wolves? Nah, exactly. The baby exactly. oil so assassin's coming from the bench. There you go. The so, ba- yeah. so the baby oil assassin is going to be the one that's, uh, maybe Diego Costa. I'm not sure, but yeah, they, they, it might end up being a pretty strong forward line for them with their reserves. And they might think we might get into the quarterfinal game. Um, so again, it works the other way as well for them. If they play a second string and they play really well, they get a chance to play that quarter, right? Right. So if yeah. a tri- Traore comes in and fucking plays really well and rips it apart at Anfield, he'll be like, play me on fucking Wednesday night, man. I'll show you. I'll do this again to them. Yeah. Indeed. You know? So, you know, at the end of the day, you said they were pretty stronger against Villa the other day, who, who've not mm. been too bad. And, um, you just you just don't know. Like I said, I don't mind uh, uh, the FA Cup wise. Just where our squad is, I hope we win. Never want Liverpool to win, but it's one of those games where you're not bothered. Where you're not bothered, yeah. you're not too bothered if, which, which way it goes. As long as we don't get injuries, that's I think my main concern right now. Please, nobody get injured because yeah. it just seems like every week we're getting something happen. It's fucking annoying, mate. 
Uh, yeah, I've got to agree with that. I think whatever the result is, we want to we want to win games and trophies. I get that totally, but no injuries and it, it is struggling to see Wolves being a massive threat. That's maybe famous last words now. Let's. I, I, I think we're looking out for Liverpool by saying that it's like what what's more important? Top four is more important, get, and getting as far as possible in Champions League is important. Getting players injured for the Champions League game is just not acceptable. Now that we're going to be without Diaz as well. You know, we need players back for those games rather than out. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's got to be the focus. Getting as many wins as possible in the league and having a great go at beating Madrid. Right now, am I confident? No. But fucking hell, we need to give it a good go. Yeah, indeed. Right, we, we come to the bit now. We are going to press you, Gags. You are going to have to lock things in. So you've given us a bit of your squad overview. You said naturally resting the likes of Thiago. And Mo, understandably, you talked about Kelleher, Kelleher coming in in nets. That's the goalkeeper. Ramsey coming in, so that's the right back. You mentioned Gomez or Nat. That's your centre-backs. So what I'm going to ask you to do there is blankety-blank gags. Fill in the gaps and give us your formation that you play for this as well. I think it'll stick with 4-3-3. Um, I was just thinking Canate only played a half, didn't he? Maybe yeah. he, Maybe he plays another half, you know, to start the game. And, uh, and comes off, um, for that just to build him or play 60 minutes just to build him up because we're going to need him in the, in the Premier League game, right? So that's why maybe Klopp's hinting at strong when he said strongish. So obviously what you don't want is Kanata to come in, play 45 minutes and have two weeks off right. and then not play. So they do build intensity, but I just don't want him to break. So I'd rather him play and, you know, just build himself up nicely. So maybe, maybe he goes Gomez and, um, Kanate, uh, but, Canate, Nat is what I would do. Um, Kelleher, the two um, full-backs will be uh, Ramsey and Simikas. Yeah. Midfield is interesting. Uh, Hendo, Elliot, Curtis probably. Okay. But I know Curtis likes to play left. So maybe, yeah, yeah and Elliot doesn't mind playing right, actually. So it might suit him better. Um, and then up top is going to be very interesting since we've got so <laughs> many players out. So yeah. I'd give a I'd give a debut to Gakpo. Maybe try and play Carvalho central, you know, drop deep okay. and then make him press. And then I don't know, right side, who's available? Ox only, I think. Who else? Maybe Doke. Oof. Come on, Gags. There's no split sitting on the fence here. Ox I'm or Doke. Sure. Ox played a lot. Let's let you know what. Just because I want to have fun, let's play the kid. Let's get him rip apart Wolves. That would be fun to see. Because you know what? If he makes a name for himself, this is the kind of game that you make a name for yourself. And then if he wants to bring himself into contention in the squad, then this is how we do it. You know, maybe. We need some pace. We need some trickery on the side. We need players to beat people. Let's bed him in. Bring him in. Put Ox on the bench. He can come on for, for Curtis. Look at that. Gags has got Cody babysitting the forward line of Carvalho and the. <laughs> Mate, young what do you want me to do? Play Mo and Nunes? There's no one else on the face. I'm just here to ask the questions, but I, I'm not saying I disagree necessarily. I, I just get a suspicion I could be completely, completely wrong. I just get a feeling Nunes is going to start. You know, there's all this talk of confidence, and I've not got any proof or anything to back it up. I would, I would love up, to but... watch him. I love to watch him play. I know you're a big fan of the big shagger. Yes. And, uh, you know, if he plays all well and good, I think maybe because they've played so much, 
He might just bring him on as subs later, both Mo and him. But, um, I mean, if he plays him, I'd be fucking excited as heck. And that means I think he'll stick Carvalho on one of the wings because Carvalho has to play. That, that's my suspicion. Nunes centre, Carvalho might start on the right-hand side. That's just my suspicion. But, hey, time will tell. And the final one, guys, where I'm still down, unfortunately. The, uh, the host is still losing to the guest. <laughs> final thing I'm going to ask you for. Yeah. Your score and our first scorer. Assuming it's not going to be a zero for us. The score and our first scorer, Gags, who are you going with? Well, I've never predicted a Liverpool loss in my life, so I won't start now. Um, uh, we seem to concede a lot. Let's go 3-1 Liverpool and Gakpo to score first. Look at that. Gakpo confidence. <laughs> Which means I can't take him. So yes, I, uh, <laughs> annoyingly, annoyingly, I'm going to go God. two nil, two yeah. nil, and I'm going to say the big shag is going to start and open the scoring. Wonderful. Darwin Nunes will start, get That's a goal, cool. get off, and it's the launch pad for the season. Christ what? knows something needs to be. I can't believe it'll be a nil though, because dude, man, we always go behind. The wolves will go ahead and we win three one. That's what's going to happen. So, but I think, I think, um, I think the funny thing is Lubo said something or, or, you know, referred to it in terms of the last player we signed over the Christmas holiday period debuted in an FA Cup game and scored the winner. So who knows or scored at least on the day. So that was Van Dyke. So maybe Gakpo, the Dutch counterpart, does something similar. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And. Listen, Gags, it has been an absolute pleasure to catch up. Let's hope the result is the what it seems to be because people will see the FA Cup in a different way. But I'm not going to wish any Liverpool loss. Fingers crossed it is a win, progression, and we'll see what we get. But, ladies and gents, thank you for listening. That has been another episode of the Post-Conference Presser, and we'll speak to you in the near future. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.